Are you ready to real estate? From new insights on the GTA housing market and beyond to timely industry issues, we'll delve into trending topics and kickstart compelling conversations with changemakers, trailblazers, and thought leaders in this podcast, brought to you by Treb. It's time to get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ready to Real Estate. I'm your host, Jason Mercer, Treb's Chief Market Analyst. Now, the real estate industry has entered periods of major disruption in the past, with real estate professionals still coming out on the other side. For instance, even after the internet became widely available to the public in the 1990s, online listing platforms didn't end up replacing real estate professionals. But artificial intelligence, or AI, is now disrupting industries and the future of work on a massive scale. Digital tools driven by AI have passed the United States bar exam. They've also written articles that are published in peer-reviewed journals. So what's next? Is AI coming for the jobs of realtors? Not necessarily, says Chris Linzel, my guest on today's show. Chris is a technology analyst and content strategist with hundreds of real estate transactions under his belt as a licensed realtor. He is currently the Director of Content Marketing for Elm Street Technology, where he gives real estate professionals the strategies they need to be successful. Today, we'll be talking about how AI and digital tools like ChatGPT can help realtors build their businesses rather than putting them out of work. Welcome to the podcast, Chris. I'm so glad you could join us today. Thanks for the kind introduction, Jason. It's great to be here. So let's just set the stage, I guess, uh, initially, and it might be useful to remind our listeners about the disruption in real estate uh, and the fact that it's nothing new. Uh, Could you talk a bit about past disruptions in the industry, like peer-to-peer sales and inventions of MLS or or even the real estate industry moving online? Yeah, sure. I I mean, it doesn't take uh, a a lot of investigation to um, uncover the different disruptions that technology has um, has created in the real estate industry. I mean, it really wasn't that long ago that um, the idea of cooperation and the idea of real estate agents at all was a foreign concept. If you had a property and you wanted to sell it, you would sell it to a neighbor, to a person passing by. The the advent of the real estate industry itself was a technological uh, disruption. But then we saw really specific, easy to identify technological disruptions, like when we started cooperating, when MLSs came online, um, when the what I call the great digitization of real estate happened, uh, when platforms like Zillow started pushing all the real estate information that was available um, uh, for a long time, only to people within the profession, started pushing it um, out into the public sphere, effectively shining a light on what was a dark room. Um, these are all technological disruptions. And I would argue, uh, I think successfully in most circumstances, that these disruptions, while they caused waves uh, in their their individual uh, moments, they have provided momentum towards a better real estate industry in the sense that more homes are bought and sold now than there were in the past. And it's not just a function of population. More homes per capita are bought and sold, and it's a function of accessibility and information. 
And this is ultimately what technology disruptions do. Um, at the end of the day, they open up accessibility. So how will that play in the future? I guess time will tell. Yeah, I think that's a really important point, and I think it's it's really good context, even going back to sort of the roots of 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 the MLS construct. I mean, and and, and then adding to that construct, that sort of market making construct, the the uh, the internet and sort of access to a lot more information at your fingertips, as it were, as opposed to printed books and 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 what have you. And and you know, from my perspective as as Treb's chief market analyst, when you look at uh, stats like days on market, for example, um, from say the mid 1990s onwards, there's been this sort of secular shift downwards in terms of days mm -hmm. on market. And a lot of that gets back to the adoption of technology and, and just the uh, more efficient, uh, um, you know, market making mechanism that MLS has become uh, in the in the internet age. But with all that aside, I mean, where do you see artificial intelligence sort of, you know, fitting into this uh, continuum of, of technological advancements? Uh, like, is it going to be as big or bigger than the onset of the internet and and, and how uh, the real estate industry adapted? What are your thoughts on that? You know, that's a, uh, it's an interesting question. Um, but I would actually counter before, and I'll, I'll answer it for sure. I would counter though, with, um, with a, a response that, uh, first sets the table a little bit that it is difficult to compare um, what I would consider uh, like a platform shift. Yeah. When we went from analog to digital, that was a platform shift for real estate. And make no mistake, my first job in real estate was as an unlicensed office assistant, I went and picked up the listing books and delivered them to offices so that people could sit down uh, with potential clients and flip through the book to see what properties were on the market. I mean, so, Trev used to have a drive-through. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So it's difficult. It's difficult to understand um, uh, that, excuse me, it, it can be difficult, I think, um, cause you want to, you want to put these, these shifts next to each other and compare them as apples to apples, right. but this is a little bit different. And the reason is <clears throat> the primary disruption that artificial intelligence is going to provide to the real estate industry is going to be not one of speed in the same way digitization, um, provided, Digitization provided speed of access. AI is going to provide speed in interpretation, in forecasting, and ultimately in execution of tasks that don't require um, human understanding. And so what I mean by that is we can pretty effectively create models that will help us forecast the number of transactions in a year, the um, the areas in a particular market that are likely to see the highest uh, levels of growth. We're even able to relatively accurately forecast the selling price of properties, something that we've been doing on an analog basis with you know, handwritten CMAs for hundreds of years. Sure. Um, what... AI is going to allow us to do is increase the speed of that analysis, forecasting, and execution. And that sort of disruption is 
going to fundamentally change the way that we as professionals pursue this industry. Our consumers aren't necessarily going to feel too much of a difference in their experience. It's just that some of the things that they are served may be served by a computer instead of by a person. Yeah, I think that's 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 an interesting point. And again, sort of putting my market analysis hat on, certainly even from a, a digital perspective, forecasting the market. I mean, that's something I've done both at Treb and, and in other you know workplaces over time. And, and you're right. I mean, you know, dabble a little bit with different uh, you know open source AI uh, uh, platforms and sort of you know model generation and model tweaking and that. And, and it's true, you don't necessarily see that in the background, but for you know, say the the you know the quality of the forecast or the or the quality the analysis. And so, you know, that that's something that's been sort of coming online over the last number of years, but it, it hasn't necessarily been uh, top of mind for, you know, your average homeowner or home buyer um, mm -hmm. on the street. But now I would say over the last, say, two years, and certainly over the last year, when we see AI, it's almost become synonymous with uh, platforms like ChatGPT, where people yeah, hear AI, and they start thinking ChatGPT, and they start thinking about, well, how could this um, how do how does this play into the real estate space? Um, how is it disrupting or could it disrupt the space? But I think even more importantly for um, you know, realtors who are engaged in 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 helping people buy and sell real estate, how can this help um in that in that transaction mm -hmm. as we move forward? Yeah. Well, I think you know, I think before before we talk about that, let's do a quick level set and talk about the differences. The, like the definitional differences between chat GPT and just AI, because sure. there is still some confusion, I think, um, especially in our space, um, of, because we have a lot of, a lot of real estate professionals are working hard to juggle a, a lot of balls all yeah. at once. And most of us in the real estate space are not digital natives and aren't necessarily, um, you know, up at six a.m. reading the technology columns of of uh, the world's major newspapers uh, to to get to get uh, up to date. So let's just do a quick level set. So AI is this idea of, uh, I mean, it technically stands for artificial intelligence. It's this the idea that a computer system can execute things, execute tasks, um, interact with uh, people and the world around it using an intelligent um, uh, frame of mind, if you can call it that, um, to, to do things that before couldn't be done. And these are tasks that require an understanding of not just input and return, but also the overall system, um, the overall world in which that input and return um, exists. Um, this has historically been very difficult for uh, computers to do. We've made a lot of progress on it. And one of the leaders of that progress is a company called OpenAI with a flagship tool called ChatGPT. ChatGPT is what's called a large language model. So ChatGPT has taken um, uh, a ton of information, a huge swath of the internet, it's fed it into this large language model, and it has asked it to use the information that it possesses to predict 
what the um, appropriate responses would be to questions it is posed. So it feeds in a whole bunch of information and then it spits out a response. It is not perfect because it is not a person and it can't dynamically respond um, to things that only a person in their head uh, would be able to dynamically respond to. But it's pretty close because it has um, been fed a very large amount of information that it can then use to predict the correct answer. As we see chat GPT entering into the real estate space, think about how you could use a computer system that has read the history of real estate, the history of real estate marketing, the history of real estate lead generation, everything that has been written on the internet up until 2022, 2021. Think about how you could use something that has read all of that information to get specific answers to your questions. And all of a sudden, you have a resource that provides you with a shortcut to a lot of answers that would have taken most real estate professionals hours or maybe days to produce. For example, let's say I want um, to send uh, a, a real estate farming campaign, uh, direct mail uh, uh, campaign to a particular neighborhood. Rather than spending all day researching exactly what that strategy is, how to execute it, what kind of mail to send, I could literally just ask ChatGPT, what is real estate farming and what's the best way to execute it to a group of homes, of uh, to a group of 200 homes in the Toronto area? And ChatGPT will provide you with a response. It's that level of specificity using the information that it has been provided um, that real estate professionals are starting to see major shortcuts on um projects and on questions that would have taken a long time or a person like an assistant or a marketer to do for you. Yeah. And sort of thinking about, you know, chat GPT, I mean, I've, I've gone to the open AI site, I've messed around, I have a, you know, a key so I can access chat GPT, even programmatically, I've written a little bit of code against it. So, you know, it's, it's cool. And I messed around with it a little bit, but thinking from a, a realtor's perspective, um, and, and learning it takes time and sort of getting into it and, 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 and doing what you described, uh, just a second ago, takes a little bit of time to, to get started. So, so from your standpoint, both as a, as a past realtor, but also someone who's now an expert in, in, in this field, mm -hmm. how's your, your average realtor kind of, you know, get a foothold into this, uh, into this new technology and start using something like chat GBT in their, in their day to day. That's a great question. So <clears throat> first I would say the average realtor is not doing that. If you would like to be an above average realtor, it is time to start doing this. Got it. The the average realtor, and these are just these are numbers. I, I know it's 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 uh, kind of scary to hear, but the average realtor does not produce enough transactions to make uh to make a a modest living, um, in either the United States or in Canada. An average realtor is not using the latest tools and technology to go above and beyond and build a scaling business. An above average realtor is. So for all of those of you who are above average and aspire to be above average, here are some specific ways you can get started. First, consider ChatGPT 
which by the way, you can use for free. There is a free version of it that is very responsive. There is a paid version that you can get access to for some premium features, but that is definitely not necessary to get started. For a for an above average or aspiring above average real estate professional, start using these sorts of tools to take what you're doing right now to the next level. Here's a great example. Let's say you, it is time to send your monthly email newsletter. Rather than um, working through your same standard process on your email newsletter, when you finish your draft, copy and paste that draft into ChatGPT, and then say, "This is my this is my latest." Tell it this. Literally write this. This is my latest email newsletter for my real estate business. Edit this so it sounds more professional and more authoritative and provide me with five subject line options that will successfully deliver this email with an open rate of over 20%. And then hit enter. And ChatGPT will edit your email for you and it will provide you with subject line choices that you can use to deliver your email for more opens. It really is just that easy. It's it is and it is simple enough that a lot of people aren't taking advantage of the tool because they think, oh, I'm not techy enough to understand this. This is actually pretty the the back end tech is pretty high. The interface tech is actually pretty low. I think that's the, that's the cool part of it in, in in sort of playing around it. It takes you a while to get your head around it because you're thinking, okay, oh, this is we're talking AI, we're talking coding, we're talking everything else, and so I, I have to do something special. And I think that's the beauty and unique uh, uh, uniqueness of this of this tool is that I just type out what I'm asking ChatGP to do in, in in sort of the best way that I know or the best way I know to describe it, and I get something back. Um, and so obviously that's sort of the, the first sort of starting point, but, you know, I, I take your point around sort of writing prompts and, and everything mm -hmm. else. And there, there must be a, a bit of an art to it, you know, it's, yeah. it's sort of thinking, you know, what's the best way to sort of, uh, try to prompt chat GPT to get the best results back. And there yeah. must be, you know, some sort of, uh, uh, art to it or, or art form to it, I guess. Yeah. I, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. This is an evolving um, topic on the internet. And I'll say, first of all, there are a lot of really interesting conversations online. There are entire YouTube channels dedicated to the prompts necessary to get the best information out of ChatGPT. But I'll tell people, um, just like any art, um, pretend you're a kindergartner in art class. Your paintings probably weren't very good as the sixth graders or the 12th graders or the college graduates because they had time to practice. Sure. That's the first thing. You just need to practice this. And how you practice this, there's there's a three primary strategies that you can use to get better information with better prompting. The first is be iterative. And what I mean by that is it, try to ask your question in a couple of different ways. If you are looking for, um, uh, if you're looking for, say, uh, ideas for lead generation, ask ChatGPT. I need what are the what are five good strategies for generating real estate leads, and it will give you a response. But maybe you need to then try to iterate on that. Say, uh, give me five good digital strategies for generating real estate leads. And then try five good analog strategies for generating real estate leads. 
it's difficult to know exactly what chat, <clears throat> excuse me, it's difficult to know exactly how, which words in your prompt chat GPT is going to wait um, and provide more emphasis to. Um, so iterate, try your, try your prompts multiple times. The second thing I'll say, uh, the, number two, is be specific. That email that we were talking about earlier that we copied and pasted in there, if you copy and paste that email in there and say, edit this so I say it sounds more professional and give me five subject lines. If you said edit it and give me, uh, so it sounds more professional, give me five subject lines. The audience for this email is a group of adults, most of them over the age of 65, most of them with a household income of over $250,000, most of them are homeowners. The response that ChatGPT is going to provide you is going to be more nuanced and more specific to you. So iterate, number one, be specific, number two, and number three, and this is one the this is um uh one that a lot of people I think struggle with because we don't oh our brains don't always think this way, but disqualify. And what I mean by that is tell chat GPT right in the prompt what you don't want to receive. Right. So here's a great example. Chat GPT is going to provide you with those five uh, email subject lines. We know that if for mobile phone users, email subject lines that are longer than 50 characters often won't be as impactful because the person reading it can't see it, uh, the yeah. entire line on their mobile phone. So when you go back into the prompt, you know, give it the prompt that you want. I want these five subject lines, 50 character, but nothing over 50 characters. Then you are disqualifying the things that you don't want. And you can go as deep into the woods as you want on that. Go as specific as you're looking for on both the positive and the negative. ChatGPT is not an assistant who's going to roll their eyes at you because you're making them sit across the desk, taking 10 pages of notes of what you want them to do. This is a computer's assistant that will literally just take every single um, uh, command you've given it and then spit something out with a digital smile. Yeah, I think that's a funny point because, the, you know, I mean, it's human nature. People don't want to get a whole bunch of don't do this and don't do that. Mm -hmm. But it works perfectly in the in the chat GPT context. Absolutely. Uh, and, and I think that that iterative process and 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 more so that the sort of the the binary like this is this is good, this is not good, and, and almost sort of retraining the model to your uh, specific needs is key because you know the 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 underlying concept of ChatGPT is there's already been a lot of training at a at a at a fairly detailed level, but you can train it further um, in order to you know meet your own needs to sort of you know drill down to your specific use case. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you know, one thing to to mention on this, and this is again, this is a feature of the free product. You yeah. do not have to pay for this, is ChatGPT is not a single question and answer sort of product. If you ask ChatGPT a question, provide it with a prompt, and it provides you with a response, you can then respond to that response, something along the lines of, that's good, but I need the email to be a little bit shorter. And it will, it will look at what it did before and then modify based on your additional prompt. So again, don't treat this. This is not um, in, its, in its current stages. This is not like Google where you have a single box that um, you type in a query and you are provided with responses. And then 
if the responses aren't what you're looking for, you just have to type in a new query. This is a new type of technology where you can type in a query, ask a question, get a response, and then begin to have interaction around that response until it has been modified to exactly what you need, which is pretty exciting. It is. And and I hope, uh, you know, after listening to the, this episode, certainly uh, uh, I think a good number of our, our members are going to, you know, take a closer look at this and, and, and how it could help them out. And I, I want to sort of back up a little bit or maybe broaden the scope as it were um, thinking about AI, but not just chat GPT. I mean, for example, mm-hmm. At Treb, we have a new, you know, photo recognition piece that's going into, you know, our our Realm MLS front end, where you're going to be able to search uh, for properties, you know, using the the familiar fields, you know, area, you know, number of bedrooms, number of bathrooms, but you're also going to be able to upload a photo, let's say, of a pool table or a or a, a roof line or a, a hot tub in the backyard or a cedar deck, and be able to find, you know, homes that have those additional sort of features that are that are a little bit trickier. Uh, to search for, um, you know, in in regular sort of text-based, field-based sort of uh, searches, um, you know, and, and and so that that type of direction is is where we're headed. But maybe from your standpoint, um, as as you know, a realtor and an AI expert, what are some other you know opportunities that are coming down the pipe vis-a-vis AI and 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 existing real estate technology that are interesting? So. There are a couple of things that really intrigue me. The first is the use of this sort of technology to create more accurate individual home pricing models. And I'll give you an example of what I mean. Right now, it is difficult to understand the value of, let's say, a three-bedroom home that's 2,000 square feet versus a four-bedroom home that is 2,000 square feet. If you are using a traditional like price per square foot um, CMA model, understanding the value of a bedroom can be such a subjective practice that there, I think it's it's pretty clear. Most, Most real estate professionals would agree that the service we are providing our clients can be hit or miss when we're trying to subjectively evaluate the value of that extra bedroom in a home that is identical in size. Tools like AI, based on this idea, like think about the concept of a large language model, but instead of being fed the information from the internet, all of the questions and answers that have been uh, asked and answered on the internet over the last you know 50 years, instead of being fed that, Think about an AI model being fed all of the market data from an MLS for the last 25 years. Think about the number of data points we collect on each individual listing and sale. You've got, in my local market, it's hundreds. It's hundreds of data points per transaction. There are hundreds of transactions that happen you know, every week. There are um, thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of transactions that happen every year. And we have 20 years worth of data. We've got billions of data points. If you could feed in all of this information, you will be able to use these models to better predict the value of subjective changes like three bedrooms versus four bedrooms more accurately. And this is going to do two things. The first is it's going to improve the selling experience 
because you're going to have sellers who are going to have a better price point or a better um, a better understanding of the effective range of their property. You're going to have buyers who have higher confidence that properties are priced according to the me- the things that we can measure. They're priced uh, they're priced more appropriately. This all results in better market confidence, and it also allows real estate professionals to reserve our conversations with people, not around the um, the nuts and bolts of specific properties, but around how the, those nuts and bolts actually fit into our consumers' lifestyles. And that's the sort of thing ChatGPT and AI will really never be good at. They will never be able to understand the difference between a three-bedroom and a four-bedroom as to how it fits into the specific needs of my clients. Because these models can't sit across the the kitchen table and understand the needs of our clients the way that a realtor, that any kind of real, real estate professional can. And so to that degree, these sorts of tools are not moving in a way to replace real estate professionals. They are moving in a way to replace elements of the toolkit we were using before. And it's going to be going from a hand-driven screwdriver to a power drill very quickly. Yeah, and you know it's interesting. This kind of segues into the into the last question I had for you uh, yeah. today. But that that notion that that it's a value-adding tool versus something that's that's a risk because mm-hmm. you're right. Like the the realtor provides that 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 required human interaction when it when another human being or family wants to purchase a home and there's that very subjective nature to that that home purchase that emotional nature of the home purchase that you know you can't eke out necessarily of a of a model mm-hmm. that, you know that realtor needs to understand what their buyer or seller where they're coming from in this uh in this transaction or going into um a, a transaction and in fact you know, uh, mod, uh, AI models, chat GPT and what have you allow you to approach it at, uh, um, with a lot more information at the at the outset and, mm-hmm. and allows you to more focus on that sort of subjective, subjective nature, that human nature. So, I mean, from the from the standpoint, we've talked a lot about, you know, the 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 positive aspect of AI and tools like chat GPT and how it can augment and 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 and, and improve your work. Um, at the same time, there's still people that are worried about that risk. Am I at risk mm-hmm. of losing my job um, mm-hmm. as a realtor or, or or seeing it sort of eat into, you know, the income I can make um, a, as a realtor? So, you know, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts in that regard? Yeah, there are a uh, there is definitely a segment of the realtor population that should be concerned because this tool will make it harder for you to make a living in this industry. And let me address that particular segment. That particular segment that should be worried here, You are your value to your clients is based on your access to tools rather than your insight to market. Your value is based on your ability to execute straight line tasks and not your ability to navigate the windy roads that is the transaction in a real estate space, okay? So if your value to your clients is just that you can set up automatic market updates, you're in trouble. 
If your value to clients is that you have access to the MLS and can get showings, you're in trouble. That's going to be that level of service in our industry is going to be threatened by AI. I mean, I don't want to overblow this, but significantly and relatively immediately. Like, I think that there are real estate agents right now whose value is based on their access to the MLS who will be in a different career 18 months from now, maybe less, frankly. And um, the reason that that is something we should all sit up and pay attention to is whenever we have days where it feels like the only thing that we're doing for our clients is just scheduling showings, doing, you know, back of the napkin CMAs, um, working on the marketing busy work, or if we're maybe we're an assistant to an agent and our whole job is to write listing descriptions. These are people who are have a very ready free replacement that happens to be, by the way, in its worst form, you will ever see it right now. It's only going to get better. So if you think it's good now, just wait to see where it's going to be in a year. There are folks who are going to be threatened from this, but the, the, the good news is if you are one of those realtors who's aspiring to be above average, this is your chance. The people who will use this as a tool to think about this as the power drill was to the hand-driven the hand driven screwdriver, if you start changing your mindset around that, this is your vault ahead into the leadership space moment. There are people, I, I know, we all know these, these stories, the realtors who embraced tools before the rest of us. And then three years later, we see them on stage at a conference talking about how they and their team casually closed 1,200 transactions last year. These are people who are going to, they're, they're, these early adopters, they have an opportunity to early adopt here to create process around tools where process doesn't exist and to get ahead. This is a, a, a playing field leveling moment, but it's also a playing field shrinking moment. So if you're not willing to play, you're going to be off the field pretty soon. I think that's a great place to end off today. And I really want to thank you, Chris Lenzel, for explaining the impact of AI on the real estate industry and, and how Trev's members may benefit uh, from it in the in the future. So again, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Hey, it was a pleasure, Jason. Hope to speak again soon. And make sure you don't miss an episode. Subscribe to Trev's Ready to Real Estate podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you again for joining us. And we'll see you again next time. Don't miss the next Ready to Real Estate episode. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on social media and visit our website, treb.ca. That's T-R-R-E-B dot C-A to find GTA market insights and more. 